It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you grow your e-commerce business faster and more efficiently by cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hi there, Master Plan World. Welcome to our latest podcast. It's a pleasure to have you here listening. I'm Chloe Thomas, creator of the e-commerce Master Plan, author, speaker and consultant focusing on e-commerce business strategy and marketing. I just wanted to thank one of our October reviewers from iTunes. Um, Steve Grisham of the USA said that we, we, we share amazing content and he says that E-commerce master plan is one of the top podcasts he listens to. There's a great mix of general overview and specifics to take action on. Well, thank you very much, Steve. I really appreciate those reviews as I do all the feedback, good and ba- good and bad, that we get here. I'm going to stop going on about that now, and instead, I'm going to introduce you to today's special guest, who's one of Steve's countrymen from the USA. Tom Schwab is the CEO of Goodbye Crutches, an American e-commerce store which educates about and sells alternatives to the humble crutch. Who knew one needed those? Uh, Tom is a master of understanding his customer and creating the content that just pulls them to his site. This has taken the business from 3,000 paid monthly visitors to 70,000 organic visitors per month, and they've achieved that in under three years. Hi, Tom. I've just given our listeners a very quick overview of you and your business and where you are now. So how did you get started in e-commerce? Well, Chloe, thank you. It's so great to be here. We got um, started in e-commerce really when we had to expand beyond Michigan. Um, we had a local business here that was serving some some people that you know were within our geography. And what was amazing was that a lot of our units are rented and they would come back and after the rentals and half of them had thank you notes on them. And we looked at that and said, we're really doing well here. How can we help more people? And setting up more brick and mortar facilities around the country just wasn't a a viable option uh, for us financially or where the world was going. So we looked at it and said, you know, what could we do if we took this same business and expanded it to e-commerce? So we started with that. We um, expanded along the way and uh, um, learned along the way. And uh, it's been a great journey. Uh, served a lot of people, met a lot of great people, and uh, uh, even found partners overseas that we work with now. So, um, you know, th- while there's a lot of problems in the world, there is no better time uh, to be in business for yourself with the tools that we have, and especially in a- e-commerce. So, Tom, your product set is quite unique, isn't it? So, so do you want to just explain a little bit about the product for, for our listeners? The question that I always ask people, have you ever been on crutches before in your life? Personally, no. <laughs> All right. Well, then, then uh, we hope we never get you as a customer, right? <laughs> because that's one of those things where um, nobody wants to be on crutches. But if you've ever been on them, you realize you know, how, how limiting those old ones can be and how frustrating it is while you're going through your recovery. And we actually got into this business as a sideline. We were working with a lot of doctors and hospitals with, um, with the implants. So actually in surgery and the doctors came with to us and said, find a way to help our patients, you know, stay compliant, stay off their foot after injury or surgery. So that's where we started with it on how to help people. And we always say we help people that can't bear weight 
and can't bear crutches. And we've really relied on the customers, the expert, to tell us what they needed, what problems they had, what services were most important to them. And, uh, you know, I've always said that there's only one expert in the business. And it's not the business owner, it's not the consultants, it's the customer. And they're voting every day with their dollars to tell us what they love and what they loathe. Cool. And um, and you mentioned as well in your intro that you're based in Michigan, but that you're selling via other partners globally. So so where, where in the world do you sell to right now? Sure. So um, we're based in Kalamazoo, Michigan. And with the size of our product and how quickly people need it, shipping outside the U.S., is, it just doesn't work for us. So as we got more and more known um, through our content and people searching um, for alternatives to crutches, uh, we had foreign partners that started to reach out to us and say, hey, we would love to work with you. So we've got a partner that's based out of Costa Rica that does ours in a uh, Spanish language for Central America. We've got another partner that's in Canada that does a, a, a parallel site with us, um, and we trade traffic back and forth with that, and they take care of all of the fulfillment in Canada. So it's just a way of um, of serving the local markets even better. And we're in conversations now with some other countries um, to do the same thing, basically uh, work with the locals to reproduce our business model. Of course, yeah, because once you work, you see that that works, the Costa Rica test works, let's see how many other countries we can do this with to keep those customer service levels up and get the product out there. Very much so. And, um, you know, it's not no need to reinvent the wheel with that. If you've got a, some, a business model that's working in your country, you can either go ahead and if the product is such that you can ship it overseas, that's great. But if not, you can find somebody locally there. And the platforms now are such that you can do mirrored platforms per country and, uh, and really use the, the resources you already have. Cool. And I, and I hope it's okay to ask you this question, but those partners, are they essentially businesses in their own right who buy a certain amount of stock from you and then you have an agreement to work together or are they a part of your business? No, it's the first. They're, um, they're separate businesses that we have agreements with. And really, we just did that to make it so much cleaner, you know, um, not to do, you know, international business back and forth and international franchise agreements. You could make that as complicated <laughs> as you wanted to um, and as expensive to enforce. Uh, but, uh, you know, we just did it uh, as, a, as agreements between two companies and it's worked out really well for us. Excellent. To keep keep it nice and simple and low risk, basically. Very much so. Cool. And what platform is your website on? We're currently running on Magento um, for our shopping cart. And then we also run on HubSpot for our content management system. So all of our blogs, our landing pages, things like that are on HubSpot. Excellent. I think we'll probably end up talking a little bit more about HubSpot later. But um, for the moment, what other widgets and plugins have you got on the website? Um, yeah, really, we've tried to, to minimize it um, to, you know, to just what's needed there. Um, so we've got, you know, um, the exit intent one uh, from lead pages. We've got that. Um, we've got do all of our social media through HubSpot. Um, really, we've tried to, to minimize the number of moving parts with it. Uh, about two years ago, I really made a, a conscious effort on that. It's so easy to keep 
bolting things on and you know oh this this object looks neat i'll i'll add this i'll add that um but uh, it just sort of becomes a Frankenstein after a while where nothing talks to each other and one person changes their program and it doesn't work there. So we really made a conscious effort uh, to build a uh, an engine that worked as opposed to just bolting things together. So you, so did you, you know, kind of end up with Frankenstein and then cut it back? Or did you, from the <laughs> beginning, were you, were you sufficiently enlightened from the beginning to go, What's this is how we're going to do it? No, I am. I am not that wise. Uh, when I first started, it, it was a uh, uh, an add-on here, an add-on there, um, and even today, it's even easier to do that with things like Zapier um, that makes them talk to each other. Uh, but years ago, it uh, years ago, even just a couple years ago, uh, it was just really tough to get everything to to coordinate with each other. Um, so we had a Frankenstein, um, and it grew very quickly. Um, if you think your your business are, is growing um, great, just remember that if you don't build the system, your problems will grow at the same rate. And so that's what we were seeing. And while we had you know um, problems there, we just knew that they were going to get so much bigger uh, as we expanded. So that's when we we took a pause and said we need to build the right system. And that's where we, where we replatformed uh, and really built something that was scalable from there. Cool. And um, I'm guessing, you know, you're you're very much on the content side of things. So your team mix must be quite interesting. How many guys have you got in the team and what are you outsourcing or keeping in-house? Well, that's interesting because not everybody wants to live in Kalamazoo, Michigan. You know, I, <laughs> I, I don't understand why. It's a beautiful place. But um, so with that um, inside uh, for our operations here and we do uh, repairs and, um, you know, turnarounds, uh, refurbishment. So we've got four operations people uh, that work in back there. And uh, then in customer service, we've got three full-time customer service people. Besides that, everybody else is, I wouldn't say outsourced, but they're um, independent contractors, they're virtual employees. Um, and so with that, we've got uh, associates that are in the Philippines uh, that help us with some things. We've got writers all over the country because we really try to match the writer to the buyer persona. So the lady that writes our Mary the Motivated Mom blog, she's a, uh, uh, she's a stay-at-home mom. Um, she's written books, but she understands that persona. And so she's writing for us from, um, the middle of uh, Nebraska, right in the, in the center of the, the country here. We've got a graphic designer that really understands e-commerce and she just happens to be in New Hampshire up in New England. Um, and so really we, we try to find the best people and, and work with them. Um, and I think that's the business model that I look at makes a whole lot more sense going forward. Yeah, I, th I think that's increasingly what people are doing. They're finding the specialists in each area and getting them to work for them via all these wonderful online tools we now have, rather than going, if you don't sit at my office, I can't employ you. It seems such a such a historic way of way of doing business in a, for a lot of people. And especially with the tools that we have here, um, you've got to go beyond just, you know, sending somebody an email or sharing a task with them. But, you know, having a Skype call so you can see face to face. We've done um, uh, company meetings here where the um, the 
we we pull up a computer screen and pull the uh, remote uh, people in uh, by Skype. We even had a party one time, and you know, on a Friday <laughs> night, on a Friday night, we made a Skype call um, to our uh, associates that were enjoying Saturday morning in the Philippines. So just doing things to connect the team. Yeah, I am. I, um, I'm seem to forever be on Google Hangouts with my team, and I was very impressed. Two of them. Uh, last week did a three-hour Google Hangout meeting, which I thought that's going some. That really, I mean, they, they both said it was really good, really useful, and the best way to do it. But I was, I was slightly in awe of that three hours on on Hangouts. It's uh, it's quite a lot, really. Um, right. So instead of me asking you little questions about what's going on, I'm sure we're going to get back into the content and the the HubSpot and your your writing team and all of that a bit later on. But right now, what do you feel is the most awesome thing about your business? Um, I would have to say using the the strategy that we have with the new tools that are out there. You know, we built our business on content and content used to mean blogs. And now blogs are very saturated. And one of the things we've really um, uh, worked on both for our business and for other businesses that I work with is trying to start that discussion with your with your ideal customer and doing that in any way that works for them. So if it's video, if it's blogs, we've had great success even being guests on podcasts. So if you can figure out where your customer is, Marketing is all about just starting that conversation with them, and you can either buy that attention with you know uh, Facebook ads or or Google ads, or you can earn that discussion with them, and that's on things with like organic traffic of videos, blogs, or even being on a podcast like this. Ah, uh, that's that's so cool. So it's it's that your strategy has remained the same over the years, but. The, the tools you're using, you're adapting to, and the opportunity of that is what's what's the most exciting thing. Am I Very much so, because yeah, if, it, if you look at it, every strategy or every trick has an expiration date on it. You know, the thing that's working so well today that everybody's going to start using in six months from now, it won't work anymore, right? So you can't just keep jumping from from trick to trick. You have to have a strategy behind that. And then once you understand that strategy, then you can start to say, okay, what tools or tactics can we use um, that support our strategy? And even more than support our strategy that, you know, um, that follow in uh, with our customers. You know, I always point to a a few years ago, my daughter was in, in middle school. I think she was, you know, 12 years old. And she comes to me and says, dad, you need to be on Instagram. And I said, well, why is that? And she says, because everybody is on Instagram. So I paused for a second. I said, well, who do you mean by everybody? And she said, me and all my friends. And I looked at that and thought, at that time, none of my customers were on Instagram. So for me, not only would it be a waste of time, but it also would have been sort of creepy for me to be on Instagram. (laughs) So with that, I always look at that and when we look at what we're going to use as far as tools and tactics, um, we look at, you know, what are, where are our customers? How will that fit into our strategy with our customers? Because there are some great tools out there, but they might not work for, for your customers. So do you have a, um, a regular review process or is it more a case of keeping an eye on Google Analytics and the news and seeing if there's something new pops up? We are forever testing. Uh, everything gets tested. 
Um, around here, if somebody has an idea, it's not a good idea or a bad idea. It's, hey, we should test that. And most of our best ideas come from the experts or come from customers. And it's so easy to test things right now, you know, be it A-B testing a, a landing page, being testing a price or, or the wording on everything. Just do a, a split test. And I mean, even Optimizely now is free. Uh, there's a free version of it. And so you can look very quickly and see um, which one converts better. You know, the customers will tell you what they love and what they loathe. And I think that's one of the benefits that we have in e-commerce is that um, our traffic is typically higher than, say, B2B or other websites. So we can learn faster. And the decision-making process uh, for most of our customers is um, is faster. So, you know, if, if Boeing Airlines, um, I think they, you know, their, their average sale time is, I think, like three to five years. If they test something, it's going to be three to five years before they realize, did it make a difference in a customer? Whereas for e-commerce, you know, we can test something and probably know within a week whether or not it made a difference. So we're always testing different things and, um, and looking um, everywhere from Google Analytics as far as, um, you know, bounce rate, engagement rate, um, attribution rate. I mean, did this lead to a customer? Um, all of those things to, to continually tune up and improve the engine. Cool. So slightly off off topic, um, but vaguely connected, I hope. I hope, listeners, you, you agree this is vaguely connected. But just occurs to me, do you get much in the way of repeat business? Or is it almost all, you know, someone's been given crutches, they can't stand them, they come to you and you never hear from them again? Well, we always say we are a weird business. We don't want repeat customers, right? Because if you come back to us, it means you're hurt again. And we do get some repeat business. You know, if somebody had surgery on, on their left foot and the next year they get it from the right foot, you know, so we'll, sometimes we get repeat customers. But typically the way we've grown our business is from um, our customers becoming advocates. So when somebody gets your product, there's a period of time where they're just adamant about it. They're excited about it and they will tell everybody. So we find that with our customers, you know, as they're recovering, they're seeing other ideal customers. They're in their doctor's office. They're around town and people stop them and ask them. So we want to make sure that they are not only telling them about the product, but they're telling about where they got it from. And I think the same thing can be said for any product. You know, when I, when I got my new iPhone, I was thrilled about that. And for maybe the first three or four weeks, I would show everybody it and um, the neat things it could do. And after a while, it starts to uh, to die off. You know, it, it becomes normal. Um, so I think that all e-commerce, if you really want to talk about making um, customers into advocates, you've got to do something that that time when they are, are very excited about your product. And I guess that's one of the reasons why the content strategy is so important, because when you're having those 30 second conversations in the doctor's office or, or whatever, you know, where someone's going, wow, where did you get that from, etc. You, you never quite capture all the detail, do you? So you need, you need to make sure they can find you when they're not sure who you are. Right. And even keeping your name in front of them. So for example, um, we've tested this and, and learned this. Um, there's a nurturing strategy. So after you buy a product from us, um, you think of how can I continually add more value to the to the customer? 
So before they even get it, you know, they, of course, they get the uh, the email that says, okay, here's your credit card statement, here's your invoice. Um, but we also sent them another one that said, you know, your product is on the way, uh, but before you get it, here's a here's a video and here's the instructions on how to use it. And we found that that increased our our net promoter score, how much people liked us um, when we did that. It also cut down on the n- number of customer calls when they got a product. You know, I, I'll speak for myself um, that when I get a product in the in the mail, I open it up and figure I can I can figure out how to put this together. But if I get a video or the instructions beforehand, well, I'll probably listen to, or watch those first. So that when I do get it, I'm ready to go with that. And then, you know, after the um, uh, they got the product, we'll, a couple days afterwards, we'll send them an automated email that said, hey, here's some tips and tricks we've learned from other, you know, customers, people just like you, to get the most out of it. So now you've, you've served, you've served that, uh, I think the email after that, we talk about, you know, dealing with depression. So once again, we've served, and that's just come from feedback that we've gotten from, um, from other customers. And then I think it's the fourth email. Then we do an upsell and say, Hey, if this product's working well for you, here's some other things that could help your recovery. You know, Gary Vaynerchuk in his book talks about, you know, jab, 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 right hook. I always look at it as serve, 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 ask. And so that's what we've always done with our content, not only bringing them into the funnel to attract them, but to engage them and then ultimately to to take them from either customers to advocates or repeat customers to keep that conversation going with them. Cool. So, so the content you're doing is clearly you're putting a lot of effort into it post-purchase. But I guess what, what I've kind of been delaying asking you about and what I, I know our listeners want to know about is the, the way in which you're using content to bring people to you in the first place. I'm guessing that's predominantly blogs? Um, it has been. Um, and we've built our business over time on blogs. Um, increasingly now we've got uh, clients that are using things like um, podcasts to get interviewed if they can get in front of their ideal customer and um, uh, and talk about their product or their service as a means to get back to the website. I think of one that uh, you know she makes uh, uh, these quilts where they cut up um, clothes and make a quilt out of it. And so if she's on a, a sports podcast, um, she'll talk about they did a, a, a quilt for Wayne Gretzky and tell people, yeah, if you want to see the quilt we made for Wayne Gretzky out of his jerseys, you can come back to our website. Um, and that has been phenomenal for her. Um, if she's on a, a podcast where she's talking to more of the her customers that are, you know, the moms, um, she'll talk about how they make quilts for um, out of baby clothes. And she'll just mention, hey, just come back to the site and you can see the quilts we make. You cut up baby clothes and you make a quilt out of it and you've got it for the rest of your life. So really what she's doing is trying to market and marketing is just starting a conversation with somebody that could be an ideal customer. And she's just trying to figure out where those customers are and using podcast interviews in order to start that conversation. Cool. And goodbye, Crutches, you mentioned earlier you have several writers and they write – um, there was, I think there were some different blogs. So how many different blog identities are you running for Goodbye Crutches at the moment? It's, it's one blog, mm-hmm. but it's different personas. So if you write to everybody, 
you write to no one. So with that, um, different customers have different um, have different questions and different needs. So with that, we've got um, it's actually um, four major personas. So we've got Andy, the active athlete. We've got Woody, the working dad, Mary, the motivated mom, and Jerry, the on-the-go grandparent. And so when we write these blogs, um, we have different writers that know them a little bit more. When we use images, we make sure we use images or pictures um, of happy customers on our products that reflect the person. And we've done testing on this before. You know, if um, young people get Achilles ruptures. So that's more of our Andy, the active athlete. And we found that um, if we send Andy a email that's got a picture of somebody that looks like his grandmother on one of our products, <laughs> it doesn't convert well. Vice, vice versa, if we put somebody that, that looks like him um, or her on there, the conversion rate is much higher. So that, you know, when you think of content, it's not only the words you're using, but also the images you're using. And a lot of times people will self-select and tell you exactly who they are. So if, you know, somebody downloads the, the motivated mom's manual to doing everything on one foot, they just told us that they're married, the motivated mom. So with that, we can very easily segment them and everything that we send them um, has, the, has the right content and the right context for them. And you're managing all of that via HubSpot. So you're getting people to download, the, or you're giving them a range of things to download. They're picking one that enables you to put them into one of those four persona pieces and then send them the right kind of content. Exactly. And sometimes we'll even just ask, ask the open-ended question, um, you know, of what, um, uh, what best describes you. Um, yep, and that way people can do it. Yeah, there's never any harm in being obvious, is there? <laughs> we, sometimes we think of all these clever ways of doing it, but sometimes just saying, who are you, <laughs> can, I, can pay huge dividends. And sometimes you know, marketers always hate open-ended questions, right? Because we can't autom automate them. But one of the questions that I love putting on forums is um, asking people, what's your biggest frustration? What's your biggest question? Basically, you're just saying, what do I need to address in order to, to help you and, and for you to buy this product? And I'm amazed that, uh, you know, you can put an open-ended question like that, but 80% of the people ask the same 20% of questions. And I, I love that because at that point, uh, it's very easy to, to put them into different segments or different funnels and get them just what they need so that they can make a purchase. So, Tom, given all that's going on in your world at the moment, what's on the to-do list right at the moment? Um, the biggest thing right now is going back and reworking all of our workflows, continually updating those um, to, to learn, uh, to figure out what we've learned from the customers, to figure out who our best customers have been, um, why they're that way, and where we can find more of them. Um, we just did a... Um, a study of the podcast we were on over the last 12 months for a client. And it was amazing that um, I think it was 90% of the traffic they got came from 30% of the podcasts they were on. And we thought they were all good podcasts going into it, but we really sat down and said, what, what, what difference did this make? Um, because, you know, people say, well, you need more leads. I would say that leads can be deceiving. Ultimately you need more customers. So trying to figure out um, what, what gave you the best traffic, 
what gave you the best leads to lead to customers. So I think it's always refining that. That's on the that's on the list of um, after things slow down after the holidays, right? <laughs> oh, completely. So Tom, now it's time for our top tips round. And I really like this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level to the next level even um tom are you okay if we get get going on this i am i love this part cool so uh the book top tip if everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take friday off and read a book to make their business better which book would you recommend i would say you don't even need all of friday and it will not only make your business better it will make your life better and it's a book called anything you want by Derek sivers and uh, if you don't know Derek, um, he is the founder of CD Baby, which was the precursor to iTunes. Um, and his take on business and on life um, is really amazing. Excellent. So the traffic top tip, which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? Right now, by far, it's being a podcast guest. Um, blogs will always convert blogs have been the good content, you know, to, to get traffic and they'll convert at about one to 2%. So visitor to lead, what we're seeing on podcast interviews is if your ideal uh, client, you know, hears you, um, gets to know, like, and trust you, that traffic that's coming to your site is converting anywhere from 25 to 50%. So, um, think of marketing as starting a discussion with your client or somebody that could be an ideal customer, man, there's no better place to talk to them than on podcast interviews right now. Oh, I promise, uh, Master Plan World, I did not bribe Tom to say that. Um, but if anyone listening would like to be a guest on the e-commerce Master Plan podcast, we are always looking for interesting e-commerce business people to interview. And you can um, you can put yourself forward on the contact page on the website. Um, I promise I didn't pay Tom to say that. <laughs> uh, so uh, the tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient day to day? In 2015, one of the things we focused on was documenting all of our process and all of our system and just doing screen captures of things and doing recordings of how it's done. And there's so many ways to do that. Uh, we took the cheap route and uh, there's a program called Zoom.us and you can do screen captures and recordings with that. And I love that now because if, if somebody is out sick for the day, um, or they've got a vacation day and somebody's got a question on how to do something, they've already made the video very quickly on their on the computer that says, this is how you do it. And to me, that's really how you can have a business as opposed to just, you know, a few people having a, a job and tribal knowledge. So um, any way that you can uh, do screen captures. Excellent. Uh, and that's not one of the screen capture tools I've come across. So I'm always, I'm always interested in cheap screen capture tools because I'm frequently asked for them. Um, so the startup top tip, if you met someone this weekend who's thinking of starting an e-commerce business, what would be your first piece of advice for them? To define who they want to serve. That is so foundational to any business and something that so many of us get wrong um, or get too, too wide. I mean, there's 7 billion people in the world. You don't need all 7 billion as a customer. You know, you probably need 10,000 customers. So trying to figure out who they are and doing everything just for them. Um, and that's how you're going to differentiate yourself. Um, so I would, I would encourage them 
define who your ideal customer is from the very beginning. Another great piece of advice. So Master Plan World, you can find these top tips and links to everything else we've been chatting about in today's episode by going to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash crutches. I have one final top tips question for you, Tom, which is if your business didn't exist, which e-commerce business would you like to be running? I would have to say it'd have to be something more in the information space um, that's not um, or at least digitally um, delivered products. I think that's an amazing field that we're getting into. Uh, it could be, you know, 3D printing where you sell somebody um, the program to do something, teaching them the knowledge to do something. Um, you know, that way you don't have to worry about shipping. You don't have to worry about inventory. You don't even have to worry about cross-border. Um, so with that, uh, I'm amazed by that. Uh, I, I look back on it and, and say that uh, uh, Goodbye Crutches, if I was to start it over again, that wouldn't be the ideal business. Um, and the things I've learned just from the standpoint of the size of shipping things, the, um, um, the inventory, things like that. And as I look at that, um, that that's the future of e-commerce to me um, is how can we do things and deliver them more digitally. Oh, yes. It's, it's interesting. I had quite a few people recently answering this question with the I'd rather do something that didn't involve post. <laughs> Is, you know, just to cut it down, down to the secrecy there. So, uh, Tom, before we say goodbye, would you like to remind listeners where they can find you and Goodbye Crutches on the web and social media? Sure. Well, Goodbye Crutches is just goodbyecrutches.com. Um, I've got my own website. It's T.M. Schwab. That's spelled T.M. S-C-H-W-A-B dot com. And if you go there, um, I'll put a welcome page together and anything that Chloe and I talked about will just be at tmschwab.com forward slash master plan. And I'm also on all the social medias, but the one that I really love is LinkedIn. I'm the only Tom Schwab in Kalamazoo, Michigan. And please, uh, if if you're interested in anything, uh, reach out to me there. Um, one of the great quotes from that book that I mentioned by Derek Sivers is he makes a point that what's ordinary to you is amazing to others. And I think that's so true that uh, we all can cross-pollinate with each other, learn different things from each other, uh, and make the world a, a better place and a more interesting place and make our businesses a whole lot better. So I always say this. There's always a you know just a handful of people that take action on it. But reach out to me on, on LinkedIn, uh, Tom Schwab and Kalamazoo. Excellent. I'm going to add links to all of that and everything else we talked about today in the show notes. Masterplan World, you find those at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash crutches, or just go to the website, click on the podcast tab, use the search box. You know what you're doing. Um, Tom, thank you so much for being on Ecommerce Masterplan podcast for day, today, rather, and for being so impressively generous, sharing so much with us. Thank you, Chloe. Gosh, how brilliant was that? So many interesting bits and pieces about content from uh, from Tom today. So as one of our subscribers, uh, just a little ask from me today. If you're enjoying the podcast, please do share it with your e-commerce friends um, on Twitter, Facebook, over a coffee, over a pint. We're broadcasting worldwide and I know we've got fans all over the globe. So please do share it um, and have a great week, everybody. And don't forget to keep optimizing. Bye. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com.